Action Park Media. Welcome to Victory, the podcast. We're all back, which is nice. I wish yeah. we had Jerry here, but we're I'm talking back. season three finale. What episode? Th- okay, this is, I can't wait till we don't have to do this anymore. Season 3B, episode eight. So that's <laughs> what, what do you t- mean you can't wait until we I, the I mean, B. it's just a 3B. It's okay, just but that means we will be done with the, the, uh, the, uh, adios se- the whole thing. Season three, this will close out season three. Great. I got to say, great, it's, great it's pretty impressive. And oh I know there's God. some angry little fuckers out there, but we've, we've done 160 some odd episodes and we've only covered uh well yeah that's how to have the longevity on the podcast yeah. i mean we, we yeah. would have we would have been out of episodes we have some complainers though there's i think there's people who generally like when we talk about other things also but some aren't they just want to hear about the episodes and that's fine so that's we'll, fine yeah. but you know what the numbers uh the numbers the don't numbers lie. are good huh? the numbers don't lie they are my favorites i love doing the episodes yeah and this one was great this one was great and and you know the thing is adios amigos i wish we would just get our ass in gear and get some of these guests because first of all i, I could have gotten colleen camp who played the realtor which we'll get yeah. into the story we of want why to talk she's there. about that there's a lot going great on. actor uh, she also Goldberg. played some other parts if yeah. you recall <laughs> uh, the old jacuzzi scene where the i famous... bent over in the jacuzzi scene <laughs> she gave you the rim job right best rim job in hollywood right <laughs> <laughs> and she filled in for us the last second because somebody quit. We'll get to that. We'll get to we'll that. Get to so, that but also Adam Goldberg. Now, we just watched it five minutes ago. I'm already forgetting. But Reese should come back. Quick. Oh, Reese yeah. is so good I, in this episode. He really was. And, yeah, and was no great. offense to Rob Weiss, who, you know, is one of our uh, great contributors to this show. But I offered him because that we've talked about it before. But Billy Walsh was based on Rob Weiss. Um, who wrote on Entourage and made a great movie in the 90s amongst friends. And and I said, Rob, play yourself. And we also tried to get Vincent Gallo to play himself. Vincent Gallo would have been great. He would have been very good. Gallo's an actor. You know what? And Vincent Gallo is amazing. But it's impossible to imagine I don't think anyone could be better than Reese. No, no, no. Reese is is as good as it gets. And and watching this now, because I have no recollection of the show anymore. Talk about making it your own. Reese. Reese. Yeah, Yeah, he really did. But, you know, we've talked about a little bit on the the offer, which is the show, which is a great show about the making of The Godfather. Godfather. And you really see the behind the scenes. But the truth is, as absurd as some of the circumstances the porn sets seem in this show it's very realistic look at trying to make a movie with a crazy director a crazy financier and you know we we just did it with ramble on and you deal with some of this stuff and uh, you have those egos and you have the stuff so it was very for, for context still looking for our money from Eddie because it didn't work out and I was right as it turns out Vince does not go upstairs to bang Yair's wife Kevin yeah. is talking about the last episode we talked about a couple of weeks ago where where Yair offered um, he says go fuck my wife I will play billiards with your friends and I will yeah. play billiards yeah. with your friends yeah. and we were going did he do it I'm like and I said there's no way that Doug and these guys or even HBO would let your let your lead character do something that would have been a terrible I mean, look by the Vince. way we were at a place yeah. terrible during season three at this point HBO would have let me do anything. There really was. They had finally released us to do what we wanted. So we could have done anything. That would not but have been a good also, look. Also, and I, I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, but I, I had a call, a business call, which came from these guys have a story about that takes place in Medellin, which is crazy about this guy, Medellin, from Medellin this guy <laughs> who's from Arkansas businessman and moved to Medellin and they want to make a movie about it. 
And I swear to God, they didn't remember the Yair stuff from Entourage. And they started telling me they were dealing with the Saudi. And I swear to God, they went to a party where the Saudi had two guys have sex with his wife in front of this entire crowd. Jesus. And it was, and then I sent them the Yair scene and they were dying. They said, that's what it felt like. So some people say <laughs> we're over the top with this and that. It's, it's realistic. And this episode, you know, watching it now, Mark Mylod directed it, who it just, it looks beautiful. It moves yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're moving out of that gigantic house. Now, why, why are we moving out of that uh, house? I don't know, because I love that house. Well, it's we, we know why. I, know. I mean, well, uh, truthfully, we, we could Vince is broke. We lost the house. Right? Vince I mean, is broke because he's is trying, broke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Vince is sinking all of his money. This is where it, you're right? all going to end up at Johnny Drama's apartment. Right. I'll right. tell you, though, this this episode, this stuff with the real estate, I'm going through this right now, which we talked about this when we had that earlier Drama's episode. looking for a place to live. Yeah, well, they, they all are kind of, you know, searching for places. He's moving in with Sloan. But I'm looking for places to live right now. Anywhere from, I've talked about it, Florida to the desert, to San Diego, to Colorado. I don't know what I'm doing. But we had that episode on early where the guys are looking for a house. And the truth is nothing changes. I, I have some pretty good money. I've done okay. You look around, it's the most depressing thing to well, look at real estate. You always realize you're just not rich enough to get what you want, no matter where it is. And, and it is funny, some of those numbers, and of course, again, this is a long time ago, but some yeah. of the numbers on the rent that we're talking about are be laughable now. Well, by the way, I forgot. You know what you get for 2500 bucks yeah. in LA? But that not condo much. was 1.5. It still wasn't cheap, but that same condo would probably well, it was be 2.5. It was 1.4, but you paid 1.5. Let me tell you That's right. That's right. That condo that we were looking at, if it was in Beverly Hills, like the addition or something, it would be way north of $5 million, way north. That looked wow. like a huge place with wraparound windows and views everywhere. Well, like, yeah. I mean, you remember the, don't you remember? It was a two bedroom. Kev, I don't, room, I don't great think, kitchen. I don't think that's where we end up. I mean, I no, think. Isn't we, that the same? It, I don't think it is. It looks, it looks exactly. It looks like, like that I'm Ron saying. Jeremy building, doesn't that, it? No, that's, that's where, that's, that's where we land. That's where we end up. But we did not shoot that there. I really have no wow. recollection of, of that apartment. By the way, the realtor in that scene was great also. Yeah, I don't remember who he, he was. was. We should know who it was. But All right. So we got. The, but the, I, wait, I want to interject one thing. Because speaking of money, it's the only time I get to talk to you, like, is on the podcast because he doesn't listen to me off the podcast. I wanted to do this story. On the on the show because I always thought it would be funny and I had a situation with one of my best friends with borrowing money and I always thought it would be really funny if Turtle borrowed money from Drama Drama but you borrowed a little money from me so am right. I getting it back? Or? Well, is that now that we're talking? <laughs> Your mother and stutter and no, prick. now that we're talking about. I didn't this. know you were lending out money, Doug. I used a couple. I thought, bucks. By the way, I thought it was a bridge loan for twelve <laughs> hours. Investing but. investing into the uh, Action <laughs> Park merch is that what the like those silent treatment? I got I got the freeze out from Doug yesterday. No, you did. What freeze out? I, it was a little bit of a freeze out. I'm I don't want to talk about it on the What air, are you talking about? You up. called me. I called you 90 nah, seconds later. I said later. you call me when you can. And I, I called, called you 90 seconds later. And I you didn't, didn't answer. I, is that true? Yeah. You can check your missed calls. <laughs> right, By the way, did you see how he. a little bit of the freeze. Did you see how he distracted that? So. Well, we were, I am getting my money back. Of course, we're getting A little deflection. Because I will send fucking Dylan after you. We were in like. I just want to cut. Doug and I were. We were in the middle of that conversation and the phone cut out. Like mid conversation. Lucky for me, the phone cut out. Yeah. And then I couldn't get the guy. Then I couldn't get the guy for the next 12 hours. I'm like, I don't know. No, but yesterday I called you 90 seconds back because yesterday just quick ramble on update. But, you know, we met with uh, uh, a big. uh, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, it's a management company, but a big management company that that I I wants to represent the show. I'm wearing my ramble on shirt today. Oh, you wore that in the show? Yeah, this is wardrobe. Oh, shit. That's a spoiler. 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 Did you steal the ramble on wardrobe? I always steal my wardrobe, bro. You know that. 
that? You know the Ramblin' wardrobe is in the basement? No. <laughs> it's in the basement. It actually wow. Is. There yeah. might be a couple other things I need. I got to <laughs> rifle That's the other that thing stuff. I want to talk about since we're talking about Action Park Media. I pulled up today, and last week I said to uh, Sarah, pregnant, six-month pregnant Sarah. I think you're giving them terrible advice, bro. Which part? You're better off parking in the back. All right. So what we're talking about is we had an armed robbery in the back. We had someone get a tire <laughs> slashed in the back. We had a car broken in the back. We had a car broken in the front. But when I pulled up today, I mean, it looked like there was a homeless encampment in front of your entrance. Yeah, they sleep there. Wow. They sleep Who there. Who cleaned it up? Because um, I drove away. I went to breakfast with my son, who's here, Lucas, who Lucas. played Jonah. And and I was like, I can't I can't believe this. this By the way, thankfully, because um, we also have guests here today. For us, <laughs> I, I was going to have to clean it. Dave was at the dentist. I'm like, I'm going to get stuck cleaning. What do you mean clean it? There, so wait, there wait. People, it's like, it would be like if you took all your clothes out of your drawer yeah. or like it was just somebody's entire By the way, it looked wardrobe. like Dylan's car in Hawaii. It was just <laughs> left there on just the sidewalk? Just sitting there on the sidewalk and... Luckily, um, our, our, our guy that comes on Fridays to, to clean the office, he saw me like, he said, I'll, I got it. I'll take care of it. Was there uh, human feces? No, there's no, but just like people leave clothes. It's what still, happened to the guy who owned those things? You know what I mean? Well, well, this guy just, lost this, all his belongings. This just happened. He'll be back looking for it. But also, and our, our, our homeless guy in this parking lot, our homeless guy is ripped. <laughs> oh, no. He's jacked and he's ripped. You know what his workout schedule is? I don't know, but he's ripped and he's. I put our I put our homeless guy up against any homeless guy. <laughs> There's also we could do those bump fights. You know the bump fights. There's that a, went well for them. There's a homeless fight. There's a homeless couple on the corner too. I mean, it's really they're everywhere. No, they're but everywhere. no, but they're like a couple, and they look. It's like I don't know if you ever the saw only, Sid and Nancy, but it look, <laughs> but they look like really in love, and they look. I'm looking for houses, and I'm depressed all day. They looked kind of content on Sweetser. I don't know. Yeah, the only yeah. thing about our the good thing about our ripped homeless guy <laughs> is that he just nobody else is coming. Like it's just at so least So you him. think he's so he's take saying, care of him. He I could be like security I, just for the block. He, I could do without his clothes on the porch, but he <laughs> but like he he locks it down. Like he nobody else is well, fucking hanging out a, in that parking lot. Let's give him a couple of bucks give to watch closet, the car. Put no, no I do like it's funny like I, I'll say hey man, can I get you a water or something? He's like Psh. Like, like he like wants a beer. He's like, what else you got? Water, <laughs> like, water, your water, maybe. Yeah, well, Scotch. Dylan, I got some very good news for you, by the way. What because you got, uh, bro? Tom Kelly's a friend of mine that does a lot of marketing and branding. They heard, uh, actually, they heard and watched you destroy Connolly's carpet with your Cheeto fingers. <laughs> are they going to really send a? Box they of are Cheetos? sending Cheetos. They asked for oh, Dave's number. Man. I don't know if they're coming. God today, forbid but... they bought some ads. Yeah, I, I love <laughs> my Cheetos, man. Ads? I love my Cheetos. By yeah. the way, we'll have an announcement coming out. Um, Actually, it'll already be out when this airs, but I figure we'll just wait until the next one. We got some action park news coming. It's good for everybody. All right. um, good for good, everybody. Good. good means for I'm getting I'm getting my loan money back. Is yeah. that possible? <laughs> it's gonna come in payments. It's coming in. Store. All right. So let's get into this episode after the break. All right, welcome back, Victory the Podcast, Season 3B, Episode, episode 8, which closes out the 20-episode Season 3, Adios Amigos. So and, this, the storylines, again, we're just all old because we don't know why we lost the house. Because it's Vince is broke. I, Everybody's going their separate yeah, yeah, ways. Vince is broke, right? Right, and drama actually says, like, hey, we all have to maybe start you know considering life on our, on, our, on our own. You know yeah. who may have the answer. Lucas. Lucas Let's Ellen. Say, hey, hey, Dave, get Lucas. Is Lucas there? Hey, Luke, jump on the mic he for a second. every Luke. line. We just watched. 
watched Lucas the episode. Lucas, he knew every line Lucas, of who that. played Jonah, let me just give you a little intro. Lucas. By the way, Lucas, who played Jonah, is now fucking 6'2", and he's wearing a tank top. He's, he, by the way, he, he yeah, barely got, wears a shirt anymore. But he barely hates but, shirts. But Jonah, who, you know, by the way, there's a, a shirt outside if you want it, Lucas, on no, Connelly's porch. But Lucas, who played Jonah, you know, your whole life, as you're going to find out now, and I guess I am as well, you want your kids to think you're cool. Thank God Lucas has gone back and watched and finds out his dad does more than play pickleball. But, but the <laughs> truth is that, uh, you know, his fraternity, they his pledge name was Lloyd uh, and Entourage. <laughs> and these young kids, they're watching the show and they like it, which is which is very cool. And, and, and crazy the, that the we're asking Lucas. To me, the first thing they said to me when I got there, they're like, what's your name? I'm like, Lucas Ellen. Are you related to Doug Ellen? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I am. They're like, okay, your uh, your job as a pledge is you're going to be my personal assistant. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you're going to respond to one name and one name only. And that name is Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. Now, and, and Lucas, this is the guy that came to the bank on the Ramble on set that yeah. day, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's my, really uh, great, though, master. to see, A, that he now finally... Respect. Wait, wait, wait. So no, he didn't watch. Uh, clearly, he was too young to be watching it. Yeah, when, he wasn't. He wasn't Lucas, was, Lucas was acting. So it, when did you start watching it? I I probably started watching when I was what? What do you think, Dad? Fifteen or sixteen? Probably fifteen. But yeah, yeah. I, I was cool. I just finished watching the show for probably the tenth or eleventh time. I was night. impressed. You knew every line, yeah. man. And, and every Lucas, line. I also would imagine that you have obviously you're a little bit older, a little bit more mature. It's got a different. It's feels different when you watch it now as opposed to when you were 15. You probably have a better appreciation for it. Yeah? Oh, for sure. Of course. And, uh, I mean, you know, when you're watching it when you're younger, you don't really understand, like, the yeah, you miss side of things and stuff like stuff, that. And then, you know, you look at it now. I think the thing that people love so much about Entourage is, like, the, the agent side of it. So, I mean, everybody I know who, like, watches Entourage is like, oh, I want to be, you know, Ari Gold. I want to be an agent. They didn't um, say they want to be me. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 no, or a producer. <laughs> well, what I could tell you, though, about this episode, actually, I mean. Lucas, why are we leaving the house? Why are we what? Why are we moving out of that house? Uh, well, my dad's is uh, afraid that he's going to get mugged when he walks out. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he's, talking, he's gone back to real life. It's so confusing. The lines are blurry. In the show, why was Vince moving out of that why house? Are we Do you have any ideas? House. Oh, uh, well, because he uh, he paid for Medellin, and so yeah. he didn't, uh, right. he didn't have enough money. We're low on he was cash. broke. I mean, at the end of it, I go, bro, you're more broke than me, man. Right. So, uh, okay. But the, the truth is the attitude. The truth that, is we lost the house. The production. truth is the attitude that, well, that's true. <laughs> but the, the attitude that Vince has, which is whatever, let's just yeah. go. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and Dylan, of course, has the other attitude that's closer to my real life of everything's desperate and desperation and yeah. uh, looking at that condo. He doesn't give a shit. It's like, just live. And, uh, yeah. you know, I want to be in there, but obviously I, I don't know if he actually even takes that place, but I know it's going to not end well if he does. But um, the episode though it, it really was great and you said i was gonna cringe before you know well, what? it yeah, doesn't actually, make me cringe it yeah. actually felt really real yeah I mean, uh, you were thinking about all the uh, porn star well, stuff it's so funny the midget and all yeah. that whoa oh, oh. it's little a little person, person. jerry little person. jones is in serious trouble for saying that word Ooh. we're not we're not little person little yeah we person. we should actually have a list of words that people are going to try to we're not allowed to say it. we'll just yeah. pin them up on the wall yeah, some, but Doug, we talked about this, but the Emmanuel Sloan in this, it's its so, that that's you and I were looking at laughing yeah. at each other about. So I'm moving into her apartment because yeah. I have nowhere else to go, yeah. right? I'm going to show up with all my boxes <laughs> and we're having a celebratory lunch that I cancel, right? Because yeah. we have to go meet Ari. <laughs> and she's like, sure, no problem. Yeah. We'll just do dinner. We'll yeah. do dinner. 
Then we have to go to dinner at Nikki Rubenstein. Blow off hay. We gotta gotta skip this. It's okay. I understand. Hey, what'd you do? Like, oh, not much. Just down the you know porn set, bunch of naked girls. Oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, this woman does not exist. In no, no, life. she does not exist. That, and and you know what you say? The worst line I think I've probably ever written. And I don't know if I'm on the set that day because I'm not even sure I would have let you perform it that way. Certainly not today. But she. She says, like, what's our future, essentially? And you basically, I, I honestly I said, you know what? I never really thought about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm too busy to even think about it. I'm but so I'm like, busy that I can't think about you, lunch, dinner, or yeah. our future. But yeah, I would yeah, like to funny. take over your whole apartment, leave all my shit here, go to Columbia for six months, and I hope you'll be waiting. You're only, like, beautiful. And Connolly looks, he really does look like he's 14 years old in this now when I watch it. You're like, yeah. you look really young, even though you still do. But it's almost, uh, I get why people were like, what? What is this little boy going like? You got this great woman and you just you treat her like shit. You know, one of the things for actors out there, and Dylan, you could talk a little bit about this because Dylan is a master of this. Like it's called uh, the director gives you business, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're in the apartment and we're unpacking like E and Sloan uh, unpack boxes right yeah. now. That's in the script, but then it comes and you actually have to break that, you know, actually have to act that out. Dylan was always way ahead of it. Dylan yeah. was there early and we're like, all right, I want to eat scrambled eggs. <laughs> yeah, I usually some. had a lot of kitchen stuff, so I could kind of plan that out at home, like what I wanted to do. Right. So that, that would be part of You would work on your business. Like that's yeah. part of an actor's job. Like I, I, I tell young actors that like you don't just show up and then you figure it out. You go and you Because grab you will be so confused by all the business, you will f fuck up your line somehow. Right. So you really got to plan. I think we had a couple of actors on this show that didn't uh, prepare their business before we got yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, walking talks too. They will screw you up if yeah. you're not ready for a walking talk. You got I business, mean, like we're unpacking boxes and crossing no around. It's got to be one yeah. perfect take. Yeah. And and look at some of the ridiculous things that I'm pulling out of my box. It's just so stupid. The I, dice. What was, what was that? The dice. There the was dice. A, what was that? Was, Sloan, Sloan's like, can you? Can I put this in the other room? I mean, what woman would not go? Okay, this is going in the trash. You know, <laughs> Stephen Marbury jersey. <laughs> By the way, it's just a, a single dice, like one dice, not even a pair of dice, just a, a dice. Die. And um, if you look closely, those are like the Rocky Four boxing gloves. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was wondering what the boxing the gloves. Rocky are all about. Boxing gloves. The Rocky Four boxing gloves. What do you mean the Rocky Four? Like with the American. American flag and like, right. <laughs> like the, the gloves from Rocky Four. What a nerd he is. Yeah, like and the Stefan Marbury jersey. And yeah, never thought about the future. And I'm by the way, I'm canceling dinner and she just does everything no. with a smile. We'll talk about no. it later. Oh, I'm so busy. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Imagine that in real life. That's yeah. impossible. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go home and try that with Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? Uh sorry, I can't uh, do the baby shower because I have I have to be on a porn set tomorrow. Right, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> don't worry, it's all yeah. fine. Uh Reese um is porn name is Wally Balls. And again, <laughs> Wally I, Balls. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but that killed me, bro. I was so in the line too. That episode. What's that? He's so great in that. Episode. I said Reese. Yeah. I said it to these guys before it started. Reese pitched a perfect game in that yeah. episode. Honestly, really everyone, everyone did. Look, and what was his line too? When he, when he goes, I'm going to bring back the white bush, bush. <laughs> or I will the bite off your line. fucking nose. No, he said, I'm bringing class. I'm bringing 1970s, 1970s class. I'm, I'm bringing 1970s class back to porn and the wide bush. <laughs> Which I don't even know anymore if people know what that means anymore. It's they like we, they've we, never we, seen a bush. We, did an episode. Well, by the way, the greatest line of all time, but there was not a bush in sight on that set, and that's why we were laughing like, oh. Well, but didn't yeah. we do 
He's not bringing it back on this movie. <laughs> Didn't we do an episode where E was like freaked out about that or something like that? What? Someone was shaving and like, like you know, that's Turtle. when people started. Sh- <laughs> like in 2000. By the way, we got to have Lucas in the booth to answer. He's the only guy that knows the show. But in like 2002, 2003, I mean, maybe for any younger people listening out there, people didn't shave their parts down below uh, before. pre Maybe. Bro. I don't even know when. Well, 1998. Well, men didn't. What <laughs> men, men did. certainly didn't, but women didn't. Porn was porn. Nobody they had giant shrubbery. I you know, the landing strip was starting to get popular. Probably in the nineties, right? I, yeah, I, yeah. I think the point is that in in the seventies, like when when they shot on film, like Boogie Nights days, the wide bush was was yeah. Was and well, present. Sasha Gray said the something to you though, Kevin. What did Sasha Gray say when she was she, on the set? She did. Uh, Sasha Gray was should have been in in that Wally Balls movie. We didn't even know. Yeah, her yet. we didn't yeah. know her yet. But um, but she I, said something to you on the she set. She did. She said, uh, you know, I asked. Her, she said, you know, it looks, listen, the cameras are so good that it just doesn't <laughs> look great in HD. <laughs> Meaning, what doesn't look great? The, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, down it, there, Kevin, you know, the axe wound. You know what? Cancel Dylan, not me. I don't want to be. Dylan's already that. said two things that we're going to have to bleep out. You don't have um, to bleep any of that. Now. We are our own people. No, no. Um, there's an interesting story, but though, it, but it's true. The these scene. cameras have come such a long way that like the HD is like so there that you know uh, I don't know. She made an inter- I've she always made a good liked point. the look of those things. There's an interesting story though behind the scenes of this, which which I've always I have these voicemails, which I don't know if I should play or not, out of respect for one of the greatest actors of all time, Martin. By Landau. the way, this is a great story. I can't believe we haven't told this, Martin Landau. We probably did, but you know, no, we didn't. No, because I said. Eh, I think this was kind of a touchy one because he had just passed away. Martin so Lando, Oscar winner, Emmy winner, probably has a, a Tony also. Oh, he, I, I believe he got the triple crown. Yeah, I wow. mean, honestly, one of the greatest actors to ever live, one of my favorite people of all time who played Bob on the show. Here's what happened, and we can we can kind of look at a little Hollywood stuff behind the scenes. Martin was probably in his 80s at this point, and he called me up before this season, and I have a rule. Nobody gets cast, not even my son, without going in front of the cameras. And we make sure that myself, Sheila, Lev, whoever else. You guys set that precedent early and you stuck with it. Yeah, we're not giving anybody roles. So Martin Landau, who is one of the founders of the Actors Studio, who legitimately is one of the best actors to ever live. He was in Cleopatra. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he said so much stuff. And, and you know, Crimes and Misdemeanors, I think he won the Oscar for. Everybody should watch that Woody Allen movie. If you haven't seen it, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, so Martin asked me season two could, I think could his girlfriend or maybe coming into season three, whatever it was, could my girlfriend, could you just get her part? So she gets her sag part. And I said, she needs to read for Sheila. I, I, I'm sorry, Martin. I you said that you. to Martin Landau. To Martin Landau. And Martin Landau's like, Doug, uh, I think I know a little bit about acting. I'm telling you she's good. Okay. Now I've dealt with this a lot because a lot of people, when it's their own relationship, they are not able to separate their feelings for somebody and their talents. But she went in front of Sheila Jaffe. And when I say this, I mean it sincerely. She was one of the worst actors I've ever seen <laughs> go on tape. And I could not even... In good conscience, what a tough spot. Give her a single line. But he, our relationship was amazing, by the way, besides this. And he would keep 
asking and asking and asking. And it was But put- Doug, couldn't you just give her a line and then just not air it? You, you know, know just, I could do uh, a lot of things, but I don't want to. Just help her I don't get wa- her SAG card. You no, know? if it doesn't air, I don't think you get it. I don't think. Oh, but either right? way, I don't want to fucking help her get her the, SAG the point card. Is, it's not what I'm here for. The point is that Doug, crazy as this sounds, you know that Doug put himself on tape for Ari? Guy's the creator of the show. He put himself on tape. Well, you were thinking about playing Well, he just wanted to see how. I was dreaming that I could do it, but I couldn't. But that's the point. If he, Doug, who's the creator of the show and could do what essentially what he wanted, was even had himself do that. Yeah. Like, I want to see myself on tape. So Lucas had to go in front of Sheila, and I didn't tell other people that it was my son. And fortunately, people thought he was good enough that he got the role, and he was amazing. But I, unfortunately, was not good enough. Everybody, including Sheila, saw my reading. Yeah. What about when you did the scene with me in the uh, the audition scene? You know, a little different than playing. Great though. A little different than playing Ari Gold. Yeah, though. a little they different think, than yeah. lie. Like right, a couple so of lines here or there is I different than actually. Dylan and you played off each other really well. Like yeah. D- Dylan goes in front of him and he's like, this guy's a fucking animal. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got better, but the point is, is Jeremy is one of the great television actors in the history of the business. And and uh, maybe if I spent every waking minute from the time I was a child, maybe I would have been decent, but I, I wasn't I wasn't there. But anyway, mm-hmm. I was not giving away roles. And I told Martin that it got very awkward, but then I wanted Martin back. And as soon as I I asked for him to come back, he started in again with this woman. So I said, all right, let, let me, let me, let me figure it out. So this episode is where this happened. We had two real estate agents and stupidly enough, I wrote real estate agent one and two, which everyone should know. It's kind of become politically incorrect now not to name a character. It's considered insulting. So now even right, like, like everybody wants a character name. Like, you I know, never, what? why is that insulting? I mean, why is anything that, insulting? They've been doing but, that for a million years. Yeah. It, everyone's got to be named. But, you're, you know, if you're who, oh, who are you on Entourage? I was real estate agent one. Right. Yeah. Well, that, like, that's Johnny yeah. Drama's uh, yeah. resume. Like. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's dead body number two. <laughs> that was real, but now people want okay. She's Carol. She's Stacy. Whatever it is, okay. does it? It's not going to change the trajectory of their career, but it makes people feel better and and yeah. and that's better on the IMDb. But yeah. back then, we had real estate agent one and real estate agent two. Now, I, I'm not going to tell you that I'm willing to play these tapes yet. I'm not sure if I, I don't am, think, right. but I do own them, and they were sent to me, and I will never. Never um, erase them. Martin Landau was one of the greatest people I ever worked with in terms of being awesomely prepared, being easy to work with. Super mm-hmm. easy to work with. And being just, you know, he fell one day. His leg was purple, not on set, before he got there. And he never complained and did his stuff. And he said, what did he tell you? I've never missed a day of work in like 50 years. Yeah, and he also um, does this thing, which I was felt terrible about because I was it was so hot out between takes, out between setups. I was like running to my trailer to like strip down and just be in the air conditioning. It was like hot like that. Mm-hmm. When, Martin se- when Martin Landau would show up to start a scene, you do not leave set until the scene wow. is complete. When they're turning around, you sit on set. You do not leave the set until yeah. the scene is complete. That's that's so how he is. The he, scene, the- and he's banged up. Like if ever he had a chance to go, right, take a little weight off of his leg, like he was leg was hurt and he did not leave set. He sat on and sat in the chair the whole time. It's crazy. So the script had realtor one and realtor two. And the first realtor who shows you, I think, the first condo, and of course I'm stupid, we should know her name. She's amazing, and she's from one of my favorite movies, Arthur. She plays the hooker in Arthur, if you remember at the beginning, when Arthur's drinking with her, and then he goes, yeah. oh, you're a hooker? I just you mean, thought, you're a hooker? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I was doing great with you, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So she's awesome and was great. But realtor yeah. one and realtor two. 
I gave Martin, which Colleen Camp played the role, I gave his girlfriend, gave her, even though I know she stinks, <laughs> realtor number two because he wore me down so much. Then I would get calls from Martin. She wants to do a Russian accent. She wants to carry a dog. She wants to do this. Now she had like a. Do you think Martin is behind that? You know, like what? saying like develop the character. You know what? It's We're hard. To, it's yeah. hard to know. And I wish to God because he would have come on this podcast, and I believe he would have. He would have allowed me to talk about this, which would have been great. Um, because I still, I love, I love the man. But this was really awful. What he, what he did, and. Um, so he's calling me constantly. I'm dealing with this two-line part. I'm getting calls, as you know, Kevin. She wants to do the Russian accent. She wants to carry the dog. Yeah. By the way, not good. Pretty good idea. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Except she can't fucking act. So <laughs> they say, you know, don't work with animals. It's yeah. one of the uh, great things. But really, you know what the first thing is? I'll tell all young people: if you're going to direct a movie, don't work with people who can't act because right. you're going to get True in trouble. That. So anyway, I wake up in the morning. But time frame wise, where is this? Like, we're we are we shooting the episode at this point? We she are has the job. Six a.m. I wake up and I'm heading to set to get going. The day of. The day of. And I have five messages. First of all, even then in 2006, nobody leaves voicemails anymore. But Martin left them, which is why I still have them, and I know everybody's going to want to hear them. Right. He calls me and basically says there's some type of bizarre mix-up, but. Um, he thought his girlfriend was playing realtor number one, not realtor number two. Now, realtor number one has a significantly bigger part than realtor number two. Now, in SAG contracts, you guys know, it says very clearly what role you're playing. The sides went to her, which are the correct role. But Martin is leaving this very nice message, how he's been working on the scene. There's like two lines. He's been working on the scene for weeks with her. She's prepared all the stuff as Actor I said. Actor studio shit, right? With the dog, with the Russian accent, with the whole thing. God. And By the way, the, I'm not sleeping because I'm waiting for this horrific actress to show up with some stupid accent and some pain in the ass dog and how much this is going to screw up my day. But I'm already stressed. But Martin leaves this. I wake up. That's message number one. He's in San Francisco shooting a movie. And something is wrong. His girl got to set, and she was supposed to play realtor number one, but they're telling her she's realtor number two. Anyway, the messages devolve over five messages to, um, okay, something's going on here, to, okay, what the fuck is going on here, to, I swear, Martin Landau, who was, had to be 85 at the time and weigh about 103 pounds, basically threatening me. Like, I don't get angry often, but I'm angry now. You won't like me when I'm angry. And my girlfriend, this, my girlfriend, that. And then somehow reality struck Martin and realized that his girlfriend is a sociopathic liar because she absolutely knew what she was supposed to be doing. So his last message is very apologetic. And I think he realized that, that this, oh, I heard these messages. Wow. They are not suitable. I mean, for well, it's just, it's wow. not, it's not a lot I, of I'm cursing. I'm dying to hear these now. It's not a lot of cursing. It's just, you know, you're talking about one of the greatest actors of all time. Who's my very close friend at the time. I'm also dying to see this girl's performance. <laughs> she, well, well, she didn't make it. So it gets worse. It. Oh my God. So then I get to set and she refuses to do the part that she has already signed on to do. So we have no actor and, Anyone who's out there knows I'm dealing with 450 things. When I show up and there's no actor on the set, it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Somebody has to replace this. Number one, you want them to be good. Number two, they have to be so sad. Wait, she just refused to do it and she just didn't went come. home? No, she, she didn't come at all. She did not come at all. She did not show up. When so, it was confirmed that she was not playing realtor one, she said, I'm out. So Colleen Camp, who who is honestly a 
really seasoned actor. She's great. She's producer, great. great human, and, you know, and had a, had a hell of a rim job, too. Right? <laughs> I was about to say that. She had to live with the thought that that's what she did on Oz. I well, thought it, but you're, yeah. no <laughs> but control. But so. Colleen Camp, who you should look her up, was, you know, the Playboy Playmate in Apocalypse Now. She's just she was this beautiful way, French she maid was, in she Clue. She was the French maid yeah. in Clue. Yeah. yeah. She's and, and, great. And she's a real actress. And she's yeah. a real producer who's made a lot of movies. So, and so anyway, I had That's a, how she was played two roles. Dog I had to call her out of the ball. So pen. she came in and saved the day. Yeah. At on the, the day. At the at, like on the When minute. she already played the realtor she already in gave the you, episode before. No, uh, no, she played. No, well, was she, she a realtor? Well, she was the uh No, she was the the rim job and the realtor. Yeah. Yeah. She had already played oh, okay. the Rachel. So you're talking about the realtor in this episode. In this episode, gotcha. the, right. she was in it. Okay. You saw her. That yeah, yeah. that part that she did, Colleen Camp, which was yeah. the second realtor. I, I, she I, showed up on two hours' notice, went into hair and makeup, and did the role yeah. as yeah. a favor. So which was nice. I, I will always thank her, and I will always feel bad. Martin and I, you know, it was over after that day. He actually, it was a little movie. His messages went from "Hi, how are you?" to "Fuck you" to "I, I apologize." So it went through like three acts. Can you imagine what she was doing to him? Yeah, I. I can, so I did can. you hear him? <laughs> She wasn't doing what Sloan does to you. I yes, can tell yes. you that. Did you hear them one at a time? Or yeah, yeah. did you hear them all? Like it, it would have been funny to listen to each one back to back. Uh, well, I woke up and they were all there, like five of them. So it was like a whole. It, it went, whole... Kev, it starts like this and then it goes like this. And then it, the last one was you know, like him. But saying... the bottom line, I wake up, not only is Martin Landau threatening me, but I also realize we don't have an actor because his girlfriend is not showing up. Not SAG wow. and doesn't like her role isn't big enough. <laughs> it's like the episode with Damon where he's uh, screaming. At Vince on the voicemails. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That, but by the way, that's that's what it's like, and we may have to play a snippet of this. I I don't know. Well, I know people are going to ask for it, and I always promised myself I would never play it because you know. But so it's like would be great to play if he was alive. Oh, we we would be it. we'd be playing it for sure. If, if he was alive. alive, he would be here, and we'd be talking about it. Right. Hopefully, his relationship would be over with right. that woman, which I don't. I, I couldn't even tell you her name, but she. If you're ever listening to this, you are an awful person. I just yeah. want you to know that. that so was, that the rookie you know, rookie shit. You know, and now I'm seeing like. You know, my father, uh, who was the Marvin character was based on, you know, my father is uh, dealing with this. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but my father, um, I sent you the picture, by the way. Did you see that? Yeah. So my father, like, takes out one of my ex-girlfriend's friends for like 10 years. They go to dinners together. And I've always made fun of my father, who is Marvin, the accountant, who is tight with his money. He's like, she's never getting a nickel from me. Never, ever. <laughs> she's now eight months pregnant. My father cannot walk. He's 90. He went to Biblo K, which if anyone's been in the Hamptons to Biblo K, this is a happening place. And my father used every ounce of strength he could to go take out my ex-girlfriend's friend Wednesday night, who's now eight months pregnant. Right. My father has to be, you know, helped by a couple of my cousins, went with him to go to this thing. And now my father tells me this morning, he's thinking about uh, putting our kid through college, this non-born baby yet. So uh, <laughs> so I'm just trying to imagine what a great story it would have been. Yeah. The real Marvin. We're going to have to pass on that one. But the real Marvin... <laughs> The real Marvin, I mean, on the show, Marvin, can you imagine if we did that story where he was getting a little older and Vince and the guys had to had deal with him with this young girl that he's deciding he wants to put the uh, the baby through college? So anyway, that's, he's not putting the baby through college. That's what I'm, I'm dealing with right now. I had my son yelling at, uh, at him that he'd say, I'm, rather I'm, give it to charity. I'm going to veto that one myself. So we'll see what happens involved. with that. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll maybe... Uh, maybe, maybe we should re-listen to the voicemails. Maybe we play a snippet of it. Like I said, my only thing it feels weird is like if it could come off the wrong way, yeah. and he's not here to defend himself. Right. So if he was here, if he was alive, we would be we'd be playing those. But voices. anyway, yeah. we'll we'll be back after this break. We'll get into this episode more. All right, welcome back, Victor, to the podcast. All right, season three. Um, 
episode uh, finale. Season 3B, episode As, 8, Adios Amigos. After We just watched it together, and after we watched it, Dylan said, I remember you know, all the pressure you put on yourselves for the finales every year. And, and oh, really, yeah. you were so stressed. This Especially was the that guy. One. This was the and guy. He who would stressed. stress you out. Yeah, because Connolly would always go, Hey, Doug, you better do a good one, man. The finale, finale better be the best. It thing. better be people, good. It better be good. Look, oh, people look forward to the finale, right? It's like that cliffhanger. You know they, what else? They I, do, but it's not helping. Con- all the Connolly pressure would, Connolly would be out at shelter with Leo and Toby having the time of his life. I'd be sitting alone in a room and he'd be calling up, be like, Yo, everybody's really hoping you're going to pull through on this finale, you know? It's, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Well, I'll count on you. <laughs> but you always did, Doug. You always Thank did. You. This one was a great end. I, I really a great season. Yeah, a big season. Three with a lot going on. Yeah, it really. Twenty was. episodes. So, how exhausted were you guys at the end of this? Like, I mean, uh, what is it? Four months we shot. Oh, I mean, that one was longer, bro. That was like yeah. eight or nine months, man. That really? Was, yeah, yeah. That was twenty episodes. Twenty, 20, 20 episodes. Eps. That's a you know you figure. You know, and, and I tell, like, the guys in the office, like, when we, we talk about Ramble On, you know, we shot Ramble On for eight days, and it, you would think the place was in smithereens. Everybody was so exhausted after the yeah. eight-day shoot. And I thought season three of Entourage was a 110-day shoot or something crazy yeah. like that. 110 days, 14-hour days, company moves. I mean, it was just a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but there was a couple things that we talked about. I mean, again, Reese and, you know, you think we could get Goldberg on the podcast? I don't know the guy. I, I, I mean, I don't know him either. But yeah, I think everybody is going to come on. We just got to. Right. Yeah. We need like a stock tip needs to step up and be a producer. He needs to start calling. You hear me, stock tip? Say something. I don't think we want him calling people. <laughs> I had sales for 10 years. I'm good at calling. Yeah, so stock tip, his, his claim All to right. fame. All right. I like that. His claim to fame. He's got confidence. Whatever Long there. Island guys that were out there. But, but stock tip claims that him and the late, great Mike Bossy, one of Connolly and I's heroes from childhood, New York. Islander, one of the great all-time NHL scores, but they both sold what Islanders season tickets? Is that yeah, what? And sponsorships. We were, we had many meetings together. So okay, but Boxes. you claim like you guys would compete, as if you know, like Stock Tip would come in and finish off Mike oh, yeah. Bossy's no, sales. Dave, Dave uh, straight up claims that Bossy stole a big a big sale. Brightling, Brightling. <laughs> 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 really, um, really sad, right. by the way, because you know, just looking back at times, Mike Bossy, if he played in the NHL today, would be worth two hundred million dollars. He would not be. He would not he, be talking to Stock. He's, out, competing he's, he's Alexander Ovechkin. He's, yeah. he's sitting yeah. in his box and he's playing. And right now, 99% of this podcast audience probably has no idea who we're oh talking about. Gosh, but anyway, right. lo- look him up. So it's sad. But um, um, the episode was really great and really felt so alive. And Mylod, who is one of the biggest TV directors in the business now, who does Succession, Shameless, uh, Game of Thrones. And, you know, he, sh- he just... He, it, it this looks amazing, you yeah. know. Like it looks like a big movie. This episode, yeah. and uh, you know what? I had the I had the, the memory. I mean, this, and this uh, I will admit this was a stupid thing to do. What I did not do it on purpose. Um, but when we were doing the press junket for. Because the, the episode ends, Adios Amigos ends with us on the balcony. Gypsy and, Kings and playing. Gypsy Kings comes oh, on and we tell, great. you know, E and, and Vince tell Drama Turtle, hey, we got the money. We're making Medine. They do a toast. Dylan says something horrendous in Spanish, <laughs> whatever it yeah. was, about Colombia. And we're off to Colombia. When we were doing the promotion, for, we're doing, I, I said on a panel, like, I don't, uh, my first time I got, not, uh, I wasn't in trouble, but like Carolyn Strauss, who's scary. Carolyn Strauss is Big, big executive at HBO. I said at the end of the, uh, on the panel, I said, well, let's just say that, you know, the season ends with the guys heading out to Columbia. I don't know why I would say that. But oh, like I, you gave up. I gave it up. I said wow. it. I said it on a panel. The place went crazy. The place applauded. It went crazy. Carolyn got mad? 
Or not I got mad. Me. Not mad. Well, you, but uh, he kind of gave away the storyline. But, but why? The, how did you even know? Because I, I mean, I never we had shot the it. Next, no, no, no. Oh, we, we were already sh- we done. shot it, and it was already done, and was like, I don't know. I got caught up like in the moment on this panel. I was like, oh, let's just say, and uh, nobody was mad. It was just like, and by the way, that's because that's like, dude, what do you? That's the next episode coming up, which I do remember. That's kind which that's is your favorite, Kev. Welcome to the jungle. Well, welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. It's a unique episode. It's not documentary like any style. Other. It's totally it's, documentary it's style. It's like not even close to anything that season four, episode one. Welcome to the jungle. Is I remember when Doug was pitching. I'm like, all right, okay, I guess <laughs> whatever, dude. Whatever we're doing, like a dot. We're doing like the hearts of darkness. Yeah, the apocalypse of, now. Of, the apocalypse making of now. You know? The making of. Meeting, but um, yeah, I, and I think you know season season four is, is going to be a fun one to cover because. Medine, and then and then it ends. To, you know, can right? I don't Does know. It? We'll we'll, we'll get into I that think whole the season. season but... I'm pretty sure the season four finale is can. All right, wow. but what what else are we going to talk about with this episode? Tell me what it's like. I mean, looking at the you know the porn set, those are real porn stars. Oh yeah, they were all real. And porn we stars. really did everything that we tried to do. As ridiculous as it is, you know, like we wanted it to feel real, and that's a real porn star who he's talking to. I forgot was even in the show. I don't remember her name. Maybe, but it's funny. Uh, was there yeah. actual sex going on on the set? There was because so, I heard that maybe there was. Dave Perkle likes to yeah, tell this story, that, which we Dave actually. Perkle said that there was real. We sex. edited this story out, which I, I'll tell it less grotesquely you tell than it, David. And, and and not only that, I. I I love Perkle, and I'm sure he's listening to this. I, I don't know about, I don't know if I believe this story. Oh, wow. really? Well, let me just tell you what he sounds, says. It just sounds, have you ever heard the story, Dylan? Uh, I heard, yeah. A version of it. Okay, Let don't. me tell you what Perkle says happened. The cinematographer is known as the DP, the director of <laughs> yeah, photography. Yeah, 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 yeah. This I is a different that. terminology than is used in pornography, okay? We're not talking Dr. Pepper. And and if you, if you watch, when we first walk, when, when we walk in and we, we sit at the table with Billy Walsh and he's like talking about his picture, de- whatever, however many picture deal, yeah. you could see this couple in the back. Yeah. And this couple was real porn people. Right. And apparently- I don't know if they were having. It looked like they were. I'm not going to tell you I saw them having sex. And honestly, um, I, I was uncomfortable by the whole thing. You realize that a porn set is disgusting. Whether you like porn or not, the actual live people and the thing, it's, it's really gross. <laughs> yeah, it's- but Perkle comes on and he's the cinematographer. And he's walking around with his fucking uh, light, light meter. Light meter. And he goes up to that couple. And, and they're says, sitting behind there. If you watch the shot, they're behind us on the other side of the pool. And he's sitting down and the girl is on top of him. Yeah. Oh, Imagine- I don't know what they're doing. It looks real. It, but yeah. Allegedly having sex, but Perkle is is holding the meter up for them for lighting to make sure they look good. And he's like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm the I'm the DP." He claims <laughs> he claims that the guy goes, "All right, man, jump on in." <laughs> now, I, no, it, the director of photography. It's, no, Perkle, by the way, he's, he probably why would, he the, probably why, wanted to jump in. No, <laughs> Perkle. Why would? <laughs> here's it's one of those things where a I don't see why he would make that up, right? But it just is too. It's very it's too creative either way. Clean of it, or not, or not clean. But I mean, can I didn't. I believe him. I believe over, him. <laughs> but the guy was like, "Oh, and he like spun the girl." Like, I don't know. Right? By right? the way, like, it would have been funny in the show uh, if we actually uh, had that happen. Would have been so. Perkle should have told me immediately. Told that happened. Could have yeah. figured it out. But it would have been funny. Yeah. It was funny. But the, the porn set. You I know, mean, do you think that happened? I don't some you know, version of it. Why maybe. would he make it up? Where would he come up with it? Where would he come up with it? There's zero upside for him to come up with that story. It just sounds un- unbelievable. And um, what are we saying? Uh, this is because I did want to tell this story. 
What are we saying? Are we saying little person? You, we... you have to say. Jerry okay. Jones got in trouble for that word. By the way, not, not for nothing. And Dylan, Dylan is never means to offend anybody. So let's be clear. Intention to me, I think, is the most important thing when you say accidentally say an offensive word. But, but the word he said that Jerry Jones got the in trouble M-word. for, the M word, that's <laughs> been, that's been that. troublesome for a while. That was like 10 years ago. You weren't supposed to say that. But, but anyway, little person, I believe, is what they say. Oh, they yes, might have changed it from person. that. Did so, you see the shit? They don't want, New York, they don't want you to say inmate anymore. They're legally changing it to, to incarcerated. What? No, um, fuck, I forgot what. Hurry, sounds is. like a mouthful. Uh, it's it's so complicated, <laughs> I can't remember. So now I don't even know what I would say. Oh, you were a uh, I don't know inmate. I, I just said it. Yeah, you, oh, no, you, I'm you're canceled, bro. No, no, you're, I'm gonna keep saying inmate. You're gonna go to jail for that. You're gonna be uh, whatever the new term is soon. But so I have, you know, that's like one. That's probably my moment in the episode. Right, where I basically Doug, tell incarcerated individual. Okay, Thanks, great. Dave, incarcerated great. individual. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. Go. Don't interrupt <laughs> me ever again. Um, <laughs> so I'm having this moment where I say, "Oh, well, what do you need, Billy? You got it all right here." Like you know, and it's like a big thing. It's a speech. It's like you know, I'm yeah. it, I I'm selling him hard on it. I'm selling you're... him on on the movie. So camera is on as cameras on me and rehearse and do the scene. And there's nothing funny about what I'm saying. So I know. And I'm like looking, and all of a sudden, I just see almost everybody on the whole the, crew is busting the crew out laughing. Is like laughing, like <laughs> they're like on the floor laughing. And I'm like, caught. I'm like, and then ever then it's just an explosion of laughter. And I'm like, what? What? What happened? And what's so you know, funny? He sent the naked little person through the background of my shot, <laughs> and the guy was like, the guy was like, you know, whatever. He was naked. It was like a oh, naked little person so, walking, walking. Can I confess? Something? <laughs> yeah. So I'm a hack. I stole that. I told Dylan before we started. So yeah. the Zucker brothers, greatest, you know, up there with the greatest. Is your idea to send that time. guy through the shot? Well. I- I don't remember exactly how good. Right. What I can tell you for sure, it was I was my, not happy. It was my idea to have. <laughs> it was my idea to have him in the show and where my lad placed him. I, I don't remember exactly, but the Zucker placed brothers, him behind me in a very important scene. <laughs> the Zucker brothers did airplane and uh, you know just naked guns. So I saw them at the Cinerama Dome on like the fifteenth, twentieth anniversary of Airplane, and they talked about things and they showed scenes from other movies. And it may have been Kentucky Fried Movie. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they showed a scene where two doctors in a hospital. I got someone out there knows what this is. Are having a serious conversation. Behind them, a little person is trying to reach a phone that is very high up. Oh Jesus! So they are not. Lo- they are <laughs> yeah. not looking. They are. Talking like whatever, like a certain he's dying of cancer or whatever it is. Behind him, this this little person is jumping up as high as they can to reach this phone and, reach and, phone. and knocking it off like a basketball thing. <laughs> and the audience is dying. They're not even listening to the conversation. So I know the scene in this was a little more. We wanted to hear what you were saying, <laughs> right. but we also wanted the big laughs. And you were, by the way, you were pissed. I, I you were pissed. I, I, I wasn't, I don't. Like, I don't get pissed. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed. No, I didn't were get pissed. pissed. You I, said. I, I, was, I, was, I was annoyed. He expected I, more out of you. I, I, was, I was annoyed. A, well, like, give me the heads up so I'm in on the joke. I, I yeah, actually yeah, yeah. did not want you to know about it. I didn't want you distracted, and my lad didn't distracted, want you to Distracted, my back turned. I didn't even see the thing until <laughs> yeah, it aired. But you would have known. <laughs> you would have, it it is distracting. You, you could see everyone laughing. Right, right? like when in my eye line, do, I yeah. can just see 100 people, like, rolling around laughing. So, um, yeah, no, I wasn't mad. And I was like a little bit. I was like the only one not laughing. You yeah, weren't in on way. the joke. I was you were the joke. only one. I was just he like, thought okay, like cool. his performance could carry the scene. We didn't right. need to stuff a little person in the background. But. Yeah, or or not even that. It's like you know, uh, it was like a real. It was a real. It might have been my season defining moment with regards to you know help getting this movie made. So um, 
Yeah. That, that being said, you wouldn't take the little person out of that. I, shot. I, I, I mean, that, that in was hindsight, great. it's it's hilarious. But <laughs> yeah. and also too, it's funny that Vince is working like what? So re, Billy Walsh takes the script to go read it, and we're like waiting around the set, and Vince is running lines yeah. with the with the yeah. porn star. It's ridiculous. He's like, but, that was great. I, I bought that. That was really good. You want to run it again? <laughs> but it, it really was. I mean, it was a super awkward day. Reese is killing it so bad that like that actual acting part of it, but but. Kind of between the takes, and that kind of was kind of awkward. Yeah, it just yeah. was. Everybody, but the only people that had clothes on was me and Adrian and and Reese. Everybody else was pretty much naked, so it was a little it was a little awkward. But um, yeah, that's one of those things. Like, oh man, that must have been so fun. Actually, you know what? Yeah, it was pretty wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. I just didn't yeah. know where to go. Yeah, like everybody would put their bathrobes on. It's like okay, rolling, and then all of a sudden, everybody <laughs> yeah. in the place is naked. There's fake sex. And you're just supposed to act like. There's nothing going on. Oh. Ian and Vince are just like hanging out <laughs> on the porn set while Reese reads, while Billy Walsh reads the script. Uh, you know, it's really it's it's funny as hell. I'm like, that's where they're chasing him, and Reese is still he's so good. Or Billy Walsh, whatever, is just like ah. he seemed totally at home too. There, yeah, right there. Yeah, and he's pushing, in, he's in pushing. <laughs> he's talking you, about the camera, but there's a sex right, going on right, at the same said, time. Are you ready for the pop shot? What do he say? Uh, you useless, <laughs> useless putts. You yeah. useless putts. Yeah. Vincent Gallo, who's a very successful director, was doing things that were almost almost pornography in some of his movies, and right. uh, you know he was the guy that we really tried to get for this before we found Reese. And it's everything in this episode is a very realistic look at independent thing, except. I don't know that anyone writes a check for $30 million. I, I mean, I it just, I called it, that it, out. Dylan is like, no, you can't have a check. It's got to be a, it's got to come from a it's bank. It's got to be a like, banker's check. You can't rip type. one out of the yeah. checkbook and no. write it out for 30 million bucks. <laughs> but that's like, you know, uh, true entourage style. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Doug, I, I, I guess, you know, it's interesting to, cause I'm sure we're going to get into this, but touching on what final cut is. Yeah. So Final Cut, which is uh, very hard to get, you know. Lucky. Like Tarantino and Scorsese get Final yeah. Cut. Yeah, and luckily I got it on uh, Ramble On, by the way. So uh, Nice. Yeah, so which I think you guys are happy about. Yeah. Yes. yeah well, it's so better, but, better you have Final Cut than somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, he's not giving me the full, yeah, of course, we, we love the happy. I'd like to be in on this Final <laughs> Cut. How do I get Some in? Thoughts on the Final Cut, but explain so, what Final so Cut So Final is. Cut really means you have the last say in what will be in this movie. So very often, and as we've talked about on, on the Ramble On, podcast here at Action Park Podcast One Connection, right? Is that too early to tell? But anyway, pod, we final cut means that person can decide if I'm like, oh, that scene is not funny and somebody else thinks it is funny. The person with final cut gets to determine that. And if you watch, which is... Usually the studio will have final cut, yeah, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, HBO had final cut of yeah. any episode of Entourage. Now, they but would, they didn't touch it. Most, for no, the most but, part, but right? It, Didn't it, they leave it alone? Or they, yeah, But it becomes a thing, and as a director, very, very, very few people have final They cut. certainly yeah. didn't leave it alone in the in the early stages, the pilot yeah. especially. I mean, they had tons of comments on that. But by season three, like at this point, they were letting us do what we want to do, which was great. And, you know, I was... So you would turn your cut in. Yeah. And then HBO would take it, and would they... They'd just, give thoughts, but they weren't... Gotcha. And they, they would tell you what to do, like... Yeah, but th by this point, they were no longer telling me what to do. They were saying what they thought and yeah. do what you want. But, cool. you know, everybody wants it. But the truth is, there's a lot of directors. And I am, I'm not, I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm not one of these producers, whatever you want to call me. I want it to be the quickest, fastest, most entertaining thing. And if something is on the bubble for me, it's gone. Like, if it's not like, 
you know, yeah. I think it's great. And that doesn't mean it's always going to be great, but I try to, that's why the episodes do feel so quick and so short and even ramble on. We know how much I've changed it. Even when we all thought it was, it was done. So yeah. I obsess over every single moment and trying to, trying to keep it moving. But a lot of directors, including some of the best in the world, you know, when they get final cut, they will leave things very long. And, and you know, we, yeah. can, we yeah. can debate it's, it all we want. That's usually what happens. It's I mean, usually, nobody cuts them short. The directors always but at the, long. But at the end of the day, the point the point is, like, for example, and again, I, I'm not saying that HBO was in on this. I know that it was you guys wouldn't do that to Vince, where Vince would go upstairs and have sex with Yair's wife. It just would kind of assassinate yeah. his character. Yeah, it just would have been bad for yeah. his character. Yeah. But let's say Doug was just hell-bent on doing that. Yeah. Theoretically, HBO could come back and say, no, no, no. He's not doing that. Right? Well, we've the, talked about the episode where Ari basically sells Lloyd to get a big, right. a big yeah. writer who wants to fuck Lloyd. And Ari <laughs> basically makes him go down. And, and Carolyn, who I love and always gave great notes, she's like, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't like this. But when she saw it finished, she actually said she was wrong. And then even in addition to this, and Mad Men is probably top three of my favorite shows of all time. But after we did that episode, I'm not saying they stole it. I'm not even saying Matthew Weiner's ever seen Entourage. I have no idea. They did the exact same storyline where Joan, uh, to get the Jaguar account, has to go have sex with the head of Jaguar. So, you know, it was it was a realistic story while it seems pushed. Yeah, down, no, I mean, the, the final cut thing, it comes it comes up. It comes up a lot. Usually the studio will have final cut. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you can't turn in a three hour movie. And I will say to you, Kevin, uh, maybe you don't want to talk about this right now, but, you know. Quentin Tarantino is probably one of my favorite filmmakers and every movie is great, but Connolly got to see uh, once upon a time in Hollywood before I did. And he knows how much I love Quentin. Mm -hmm. And he, you called me and said, the end of the movie is going to hit you so hard, but you gotta not give up in the middle. And the truth yeah. is there were four that hang movie, in there. Cause it pays off. Big. You could have cut a half hour out easily. Of that you I, could always do that. Yeah. Right? No, you can't always do it. That's why I say you there's no entourage episodes. You can't cut. You can't cut five it. minutes. Out yeah. Of they would be gone. So again, I'm not Quentin Tarantino. God bless him. I would have liked to see Irishman also, which I love, love, love. That was long, they man. could have taken yeah. a half hour out of this. Oh, I easily. remember I saw Irishman with Mike Young, and I remember looking over. I'm like, how much time is left? And he was like, an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, what? So, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, they'll listen. You're right. It just is, what do they call it? Like heads and tails. Like, do I really need to see you walk all the way down the hallway and turn yeah. in? Or can you just be turning in? But sometimes right? a movie... Maybe Tarantino likes to have you walk down the hallway. I sometimes like to see that, too. But there's some movies good. that don't need to be cut. The Offer, they show this with The Godfather. I watched Godfather 1 and 2 over the last couple of months after seeing The Offer. I wouldn't cut a single second no, out of those movies. Neither. So they were perfect. In but, hindsight, but at the time, maybe you're watching it go and well, the studio's I'm going. Sure Did Coppola have final cut? On Godfather. You know what? No, not according to the offer. You know, according right. to the offer, the studio did, but he had to convince them with with Al Ruddy, the producer. You know, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, just to be clear, I fucking love the movie. Great. But movie. Yeah, I I do, I would like it better 35, 40 minutes short. Yeah. I would, yeah. you know. Right. But, the question is if they didn't, if if Quentin doesn't have final cut, does somebody at Warner no Brothers shot. go? No, but if somebody at Warner Brothers go, buddy, let's hate course. to break it. Oh, yeah. You know, we're gonna Definitely. we're gonna take I mean, you know, this. based on just money, if it's if it's under two hours, you can make more money because they'll, more they'll be more right. A three-hour movie is uh, X amount uh, less uh, screenings never thought a of that. day. That's yeah, a good that's, point. That's so, uh, but I just think that the movie should be as long as the movie needs to be, and nothing I've ever written needs to be three hours. And uh, I have one thing: if you if your movie's three hours, it better be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. it better be world class. Yeah. And you know what? Once that's upon it. a time in Hollywood and, and Irishman, they are. Yeah. Is, is, awesome, is once upon a time in Hollywood? Does it hit three hours? It gets damn close. It's two fifty or whatever. And by the way, when you watch it on cable, you can turn on and Quentin. 
Martin and Scorsese. You can turn on almost any scene and right. watch from anywhere. So it's not, it's just that first time when you're in a theater right. for three hours, you want to hopefully go, wow, I'm shocked that that was three hours. And both those movies, I was like, yeah, those are, those are three hours. They felt it. So anyway, that's what Final Cut is. And It's important. It's important. What else can we talk the, about uh, this? Type. Adam Goldberg, we got to get him on the podcast. Amazing. Colleen Camp, we should get on the podcast. She'd be too. Great and to is there the anything else on this? Just the end of season. I mean, just, I, the season. just a season three, maybe our best. I don't know. The, I mean, it's got to be. There are be, people that would say that. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing I'll talk about. I, mean, I would say to two say or goodbye three, on this though. Three. We end it on Dylan in Spanish, which your Spanish was awesome. I wish I could remember what I said there, but so you like studied how to get the accent right because you sound good, you know. Yeah, I just tried to put a little. I didn't really study, but so I want to talk about Dylan's this. Dylan's not just like rolling up and looking at that for the first time. He he did that. He but worked, I want to talk I about out. something yeah, else course. regarding the podcast, and I won't say the company name yet till we figure out this if it's actually happening. This deal. There is this company, and this is the future, which is wild. They allegedly can take our voices. Not allegedly. I heard it, bro. You heard us? No, I've heard, I've heard the technology. All right, so let me tell you what they can do. I'll stay allegedly until I hear it because it's crazy. They can take our voices without us doing anything. They can listen to this podcast, take them, enter them into their supercomputers or whatever they do. Algorithm. And they can spit us out in any language with our voices with the inflections that would be proper for that language, whether it's Mandarin, Spanish, French, it sounds insane, but like some of the deep fakes that you've seen on TV and what they say is coming within a few years, instead of the dubbing, like, I don't know who watched squid games. I actually turned it on with the dub on, which it ruins the whole thing. You know, like they when, claim to be five years out of being able to change your mouth. To so essentially the they would take entourage and, you would sound perfect in any language in the world. And okay, they could I believe that they could do that. The inflection part, I feel like that could be a little trickier. Right? Of course it could be, but that's I mean, what they're how working are you going to get the, the moments of where you well, would I'm not I'll, smart enough to I'll, tell you, but I they will, say they I will, have I will, tell you, I will tell you this. So it would be, for example, you know, uh, we, we release our podcast on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, not, not this coming Wednesday, don't get, don't get crazy, not this episode, but yeah. theoretically... If we all agree to do this and we move forward, I wanted to talk to you guys about it, but we would release a podcast, the same podcast in multiple languages on the same day. I mean, Which it's is very cool. I mean, I, again, but it's kind of like, scary at the same time. Yeah. Well, right? they could also I mean, have us say anything. Yeah. I mean, I, there is. Uh, and, and I said that to the guy and, and he said, he said quite, I, I asked him, I said, well, what about the deep fake? And he said, Quite frankly, that's where we are, <laughs> right? Like that's the, what safeguards are they putting in place um, to ensure? But at the end of the day, what, what can they do? What could, sure they could you, already do it anyway. Yeah, they could do it anyway. I'm they not sure you anyway. can protect it, but yeah, so they, apparently let's do have, it. they apparently have the technology that will be great. And if you've ever been in France or anywhere and Friends comes on and you see the bad dubbing and the bad accents, oh, yeah. they would really take the actual actors' voices and make them and their mouths seamlessly move so that it's playing in in that language. So just imagine if just imagine this opening up and Doug is like, hola. <laughs> we'll finally have people say Medellin correctly. So that's I just good. like this. I, I again, I'm with you. I I believe these guys and whatever. When you when you when we we are able to tell you what the company, you'll see this is not like some like Mickey Mouse. Oh, I'm excited. Operation. To hear it. Sounds great, man. I, but great. but could you? It's going to be a trip to hear us. This identical thing with Hola, my inflections. Me amo be... Kevin Dillon. <laughs> Joyce said Kevin Dillon. Yeah, Victoria. We would be, it, it would be, it's going to sound I'm weird. excited to hear it. So, and I'm excited we'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll find some more guests because we, everyone was excited about Gary Cole and Marlon Young. Yeah, so yeah. We'll find some more and we'll be back uh, soon. 
Ella sabe darse todo en un instante. 